I'm not 
Five minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
J.M. in the A.M., it's uh, Avram Rosenblum, of course, off the Yes Legacy album, When the Messiah Comes. J.M. in the A.M., good morning. How's everyone doing? What is today? Wednesday? Tuesday? Oh, it's Tuesday. It's actually a day, <laughs> the day after Labor Day, and for a lot of people, it's the first day back to wherever. Could be school, could be work, could be anything. For a lot of people, it's the first day back. For a lot of people, they were actually, and some folks were away for quite a while, two, three weeks. So we say welcome back. And here we are in the final couple of weeks before the brand new year. This week, the Labor Day week, again, kicking off essentially today with school and work for people here in the United States. And uh, then, of course, next week, the week between, uh, well, the first day of Slichos for the Ashkenazim and... Um, and Rosh Hashanah, because a week from Friday night, it's the brand new year, believe it or not. Today is the 5th of September, day number 19 in the month of Elul. The year is 5783, and as we keep saying, not not much time left of this year. Not much time left. Let's make the most of it between now and next Friday night when the brand new year is ushered in. That would be great. That would be wonderful. Um, before the uh, Avram Rosenblum selection, let's go through some of the music. Yidel had Sos Assis. You heard Vahaya done by Mordechai Ben David. Shlemy Dax with the overtime medley off of his uh, orchestra album. Lo Alecha done by Gershon Veroba. Ruach from a million years ago, as they might admit, <laughs> with Azkira. And of course, Regesh and Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. I had a, a, a hankering for that Azkira this morning. I couldn't get it out of my head, and I said, wow, that would be cool if we opened up the show with it. So right after Modani, we went to that Ruach Classic here at JM in the AM. So yesterday I made a terrible error, um, and I didn't realize it. And, and, I, and not only didn't I realize it, M.H. Dauber posted it at 8.34 yesterday morning. And I went, it's rare that I go back to a show to listen to part of an archive. It's very, very rare. But in this case, I said, there's no way I made this mistake. And sure enough, M.H. Dauber caught me when I was introducing or when I was promoting the fact that, um, that um, Rabbi Benji Kramer was coming up with Me'irmi Lim and that the word was chet. I said chet tough aleph. And, of course, it's Chet Tet Aleph. Obviously, it's how you spell Chet. And I couldn't believe it. M.H. Dauber caught me on it, posted it on the app, posted the proper uh, 
spelling on the app, and I went back to listen just to see if, in fact, I had made that terrible error, and I did. So, as I always like to say, even after 40 years, these things happen. Uh, Speaking of 40, we've announced the 40th anniversary celebration. It happens a week from Thursday. i got to thank Mark Zamek, Matis Weingast, everybody who's... um, been working behind the scenes regarding the big celebration, including L.E.Y. Katz in Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, I want to thank him. And there are others as well that need to be thanked. We're going to be broadcasting and uh, having a little bit of a party on the 40th anniversary of JM and the AM this coming. Well, not this coming, but a week from Thursday, the 14th of September. We're going to be doing it at our friends at Poppy's on West Englewood Avenue in Teaneck, New Jersey. Very much looking forward to it. And yes... Our stint at WFMU, the start for as far as we're concerned of JM and the AM, was Erev Rosh Hashanah 1983. So believe it or not, we're looking back on 40 years, which is insane. Absolutely insane. Listener Tikva wishes us a happy Tuesday. Trucker Yitz says, good afternoon, Yerushalayim. Good morning, America. Good night, Australia. So good to be listening to you in the afternoon as I'm walking on Rehov Yafo. Summer's officially over. When I am back in our homeland. Um, oh, that's it. Trucker Yitz is busy during the summer, I guess, once he gets back to Israel. It's the, it's a yet another unofficial end of summer. All right, I hear that. Steve Adelsberg is going to join us in hour number two this morning. Uh, we have a chesed campaign. We call it the Elul chesed campaign. He and I are going to discuss some of the particulars of our chesed campaign. And uh, get an opportunity to uh, speak on the air about the importance of remembering others during this time of year. Uh, Especially those who are on social media are probably um, inundated with photos and videos of people attending uh, massive expensive events. Of uh, people getting ready for massive and expensive yumtiv programs for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. Um, You're probably inundated with um, on your feed with people who are finding creative ways to spend a lot of disposable income. That's a uh, topic we went into last week when our meat guests were on the air. Um, So uh, it'll be an important reminder this morning uh, that there are a lot of people in our communities who are not capable of doing what I just described, uh, who have enough enough of a um, pressure situation when they're trying to uh, pay tuition and, uh, you know, pay their mortgage and remain part of the community which is not always easy. So we are going to uh, discuss some of those chesed initiatives and what people could do this time of year, especially to help others uh, here at um, JM and the AM. And I want to thank Steve Adelsberg. He has uh, basically taken on the mantle every half a year to join us on the air with a general chesed message, and it's much appreciated, to say the least. And he continues to be an amazing friend, he and his family, I should say. JM and the AM, uh, there are a couple other things that happened via email or uh, comments on the app. Not just that I mispronounced the, uh, <laughs> not, not just that I mis- misspelled the word chait. Yeah, maybe it's psychological this time of year. I'm misspelling the word chait. Mazel tov to Rivka and Zacharia Marks upon the birth of a baby girl. Mazel tov to grandparents Rachel and Jonathan Marks and Tova and Michael Fruchter. Mazel tov to the great-grandparents, Alice of Blessed Memory and Michael Marks, Helen and David Taubenfeld, Miriam and Howard Fruchter, and Linda and Chaim Ferdig. 
All right. Those are Mayer's parents. Mazal tov to the great-great-grandparents, Roberta Siegel and Seymour and uh, Lily Marks. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And, of course, to the great-aunt and uncle, Shani and Chaim Hollander, who we, of course, know simply as Hollander, not Shani, but, but the Chaim part. And I didn't realize that, uh, that Hollander and Mayer Fertiger related. Yeah, that's, that's quite a discovery to make on the air. So I wanted to mention that. Also, um, what else was in my inbox that I wanted to... Oh, I got a note from uh, Ralph Rosenbaum. Rabbi Goldwasser's appearance at the Young Israel of East Brunswick is set in stone. Circle the following date on your calendar and join everybody at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. And by the way, I mean, East Brunswick is one thing, but there are plenty of other great communities around there as well. So if you're anywhere in the Highland Park area, Edison, New Brunswick, I don't know, Lakewood, um, Tom's River, Jackson, Brick, um, Long Branch, <laughs> Deal, Oakhurst, Asbury Park. If you're anywhere in that region of New Jersey, you're invited to come here by Goldwasser speak. It's one thing to hear by Goldwasser speak. He's amazing, and I don't think anyone would think otherwise if you listen to this program on a regular basis. But when it comes to this time of year, remember he wrote a book about Elul. When it comes to this time of year and being inspired uh, to really enter the new year in the right frame of mind, he is amazing. So Rabbi Goldwasser speaks on Wednesday, September the 20th. That is the date you should be circling. Wednesday, September the 20th, beginning at 7.30 p.m. at the Young Israel of East Brunswick on Dunham's Corner Road in East Brunswick, New Jersey, part of the Wasser uh, Jewish Learning Institute. Rabbi Goldwasser will speak on the topic of reaching out to Hashem, the fine art of tshuva. The program is sponsored by B. and Ralph Rosenbaum, and again, it's Wednesday, September the 20th, Young Israel of East Brunswick, Hope everybody comes out. It's a, like I said, there's a lot of ways, a lot of good ways to prepare for, um, for the high holidays. And there are a lot of ways to uh, prepare properly for Yom Kippur in between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur during the Aserah Shemay Tshuva. But he, he is just remarkable in reference to Rabbi Goldwasser. He is just remarkable. So keep that in mind. Also, we mentioned last week that um, uh, the Bialystoker Synagogue right here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan has pulled off a coup. Uh, they have gotten, uh, as far as I'm concerned, one of the nicest and one of the most melodic, and not that he needs my my endorsement, frankly. He, he did pretty well at one of the largest synagogues in America for many, many decades. Uh, Cantor Joel Kaplan is going to be leading services at the Bialystoker Synagogue here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, which is pretty amazing. Uh, those of you who... Um, who have friends, relatives, a lot of singles on, in Lower Manhattan. I mean, there are a lot of people here. It's, you know, it's Lower Manhattan. Uh, and they're looking for a real shul with a real sanctuary, with a real chazan, with a real service. Point out the Bialystoker Synagogue to them. And, of course, they could search online and get all the information about getting a seat at the shul for Yuntif. And, uh, again, Cantor Joel Kaplan is going to be presiding um, this coming Yuntif, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur. Uh, at the Bialystoker Shul. Trying to see what else was in our... Um, what else was in our inbox over the last couple of days. Oh, the inspirational trip is this Sunday, right? There's a half-day trip of inspiration to local Kivrei Tzadikim. 
that Rabbi Pesach Krohn is going to escort. Uh, it starts at 9.30 this coming Sunday morning, and Shlomi Dax will be part of it as well. Buses leave from East 17th Street in Flatbush at 9.30 this coming Sunday morning to reserve a place. Uh, inspirationaltrips.com, inspirationaltrips.com, or 718-692-1465, 718-692-1465. I meant to mention that. A lot of people in this audience like to uh, go on those journeys to the to specific uh, to, spe- to the resting place of specific people before Yontif. Um, oh, by the way, speaking about Rabbi Goldwasser, I noticed that he. I hope I have this in front of me somewhere. Um, unless it took place already, which I hope it didn't. No, it didn't. Here we go. Chazak, the unusual of Forest Hills. And Tiferet Shalom Minion are providing some Elul inspiration at the Young Israel of Forest Hills on Yellowstone Boulevard in Queens on Wednesday, September the 6th. So tomorrow night, 8 p.m. at the Young Israel of Forest Hills. Again, this is tomorrow night, 8 p.m. at the Young Israel of Forest Hills, where my David Goldwasser will be speaking information. This is tomorrow night, Young Israel of Forest Hills, 718 285 Go to chazak.org for information, C-H-A-Z-A-Q dot org for information. Yeah, there's a lot of, there were a lot of things that were building up in my, um, in my inbox that I either haven't gotten to. I meant to get to some of it on Friday. Um... Either I didn't get to it or um, I just haven't. What is this one? Oh, I see. Okay. Anyways, there you have some of the things that are happening. Rabbi Goldwasser tomorrow night, Young Israel of Forest Hills, the 20th at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Be inspired during these days before before Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and uh, utilizing Rabbi Goldwasser for that is certainly... Highly recommended. Just going through to make sure that um, there's nothing else here that we were supposed to announce. Well, if there is, you know what? We can always do it a little later on. JM and the AM on a uh, Tuesday morning broadcast. Steve Adelsberg later on. He'll be live in studio uh, coming up. And I thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, we're getting closer and closer to the end of 5783. No better way to spend it than with us on a daily basis here at JM and the M and the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up later today, right, Dr. David Hertzberg with Israel at 75. That begins at uh, 9 a.m. And at 11 a.m., it's Avrami with a live lunch from Israel, all happening here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Thank <laughs> you. 
במלחמות אל מול היצר כמו מדבר צמא למימה, אדם נכנע. ושוב הנפש מבקשת לה מסתור מתחת לכנפי השכינה. גם אני עמדתי בפתח כמו כולם לבקש סליחה ממלך העולם ולקחתי לי מתוך השקר שיר הנשמה אין עוד מלבדו מלוא כל הארץ כבודו
תודה רבה, שלומי, שבת.
Words that we're going to be saying uh, on the uh, high holidays, Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, Kapol, that is um, from Shlomo Katz, of course. Eitan Katz before that here at JM in the AM with you. Hey, Rava, I think listener Morris is having a major effect on our 
playlist. <laughs> Yaakov Shweki with Einod Milvado, as you heard, to open up that set. JMM, good morning. Welcome to a, a Tuesday, day after Labor Day. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Fifth day of September, 19th day in the month of Elul. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Shame in the AM on a Tuesday as we uh, are now into the uh, into the real season, so to speak. Yeah, the serious time of year. Now that summer is officially and unofficially over. Well, I guess not officially until when? Until uh, September something, but you know what I mean. High holidays coming up. Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. As we said yesterday, a month worth of... Uh, Amazing Yom Tovim. A month worth of uh, some incredible holidays. Galitzal in the background. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday follows next. We say Boker Tov from JM in the AM. Galitzal, Yerushalayim, Asha Ashtayim, Shalom Rav, Baulpan Rani Ovnai, Ima Shekorei Akshav. שר המשפטים לוין מגיב על מתווה הפשרה של הנשיא הרצוג ואומר לאמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים עד כמה שאני יודע לא היו מגעים בבית הנשיא המתווה שפורסם לא נותן מענה לעקרונות החשובים לנו לא היו מגעים לפי מתאבד יעתי לפחות בבית הנשיא אין לי שום חשש שנעשו דברים אחורי נביא ברור לגמרי שוב שהפרסומים האלה שאני מניח שמשקפים כל מיני בלוני ניסוי וכל מיני רעיונות שמופרכים להעביר יותר מאשר איזה שהן הסכמות אמיתיות הנקודות שאתה ציינת לא נותנות עדיין מענה עולם לעניין הזה עוד תקף השר לוין את היועצת המשפטית לממשלה על כך שאינה מייצגת את הממשלה בעתירות נגד ביטול עילת הסבירות והכינוס הוועדה למינוי שופטים ואמר זה מצב בלתי תקין, כרגע פיתוריה לא על הפרק. מצב לא תקין, הנושא הזה כרגע לא נמצא על הפרק, אני חושב שהוא גם באמת אירוע סבוך ומורכב. ממשלת ישראל צריכה ייצוג וצריכה גורם שהיא יכולה לסמוך עליו. המצב הזה הוא מצב חסר תקדים, לא היה כך אף פעם. זה גם משום מה נולד בממשלה הזאת, זה לא היה כך כאשר כיהנה כאן הממשלה הקודמת. כאשר אתה יועץ משפטי לממשלה, אתה מייעץ לממשלה ומייצג את הממשלה, ולא בכל דבר מהותי ובכל עניין יוצא נגדה. ויושבת ראש העבודה מיכאלי אמרה בגלי צה"ל בכל פעם שמנסים להגיע עם נתניהו להסכמות, הוא לא עומד בהן. ההיסטוריה הקרובה הזאת של 15 השנה האחרונות של נתניהו מלמדת שבכל פעם רצון טוב מהצד השני הביא לכל מיני הסכמות שהוא לא עמד בהן, הוא המשיך להעביר כסף וכוח לאנשים שמסכנים את עצם קיומה של מדינת ישראל, את ביטחונה, ובאים לרסק את הדמוקרטיה שלה בשביל השטחים ובשביל אי השוויון שהם רוצים להשיג בגיוס היום, נתניהו בשביל האינטרסים המשפטיים האישיים שלו. חודש אחרי הירי בכפר בורקה, אלוף פיקוד המרכז חתם על הגבלות של חצי שנה על הפעיל הימין אלישע ירד, שהיה מעורב באירוע ושוחרר, פרסם כתבנו שחר גליק. אחרי שבתי המשפט השלום והמחוזי שחררו את ירד לביתו וקבעו כי החשדות נגד מי שהיה דובר חברת הכנסת לימור סון הר מלך לא מספיק חזקים, היום חתם אלוף פיקוד המרכז יהודה פוקס על צו הגבלות מנהליות של חצי שנה לירד, כפוף לשימוע. ירד תקף בתגובה ואמר, הנקמנות של המחלקה היהודית בשב"כ על קריסת התיק שהמציאו שוברת שיאים חדשים, הם מנסים למגר פעילות התיישבותית באמצעים דרקוניים. שב"כ עצר שני אזרחים ישראלים שפעלו להבריח מטעני חבלה תקניים מגבול ירדן לישראל, מדווח כתבנו הצבאי דורון קדוש. 
שני האזרחים מאזור טולכרם נעצרו לאחר שזוהו בהברחת אמל"ח בגבול, שם הם נתפסו עם מטענים ואקדחים. בחקירתם בשב"כ נחשף כי הם גויסו על ידי פעילי הג'יהאד האיסלאמי ממחנה הפליטים ג'נין, והיו מעורבים בהברחות שיועדו למחנה הפליטים נור א-שמס ליד טולכרם, שרק הבוקר צה"ל השמיד שם מטענים רבים. הבוקר הוגש נגד שני הפעילים כתב אישום לבית המשפט המחוזי בנצרת. ומזג האוויר למחר עוד עלייה במידות החום. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד. J.M. in the A.M. I know we had a little bit of an interruption there. Can't figure out why, frankly, but the, as Ruvain Brick will confirm, for some reason there are days when the gremlins feel like coming out, and today it seems that they've uh, started out pretty early. Uh, we're back on live. We're in our New York City studio, and I thank you all for tuning in and being part of this great radio experience. That is um, Mikel Kamocha, done by the Hevra. It's a good song for this time of year. Steve Adelsberg is going to join us this hour coming up here at JM in the AM. Talk about our Elul Chesed campaign and more. Our friends at A&H are uh, providing some incredible, delicious, and amazing products for the brand new year. For everybody out there, all you have to do is go to kosherdogs.net, use promo code radio for your 10% discount, and you know what we're recommending. We're recommending the four items that we featured last week, the delicious A&H salami. Thank you, Aaron Goldman, by the way. He uh, made sure to serve some this past Shabbos at the early Hashkama Minion Kiddish, and it was superb. 
just superb. Um, salami, the beef kishka, which is an item a lot of people don't even know about. Uh, the hot dogs, of course, and the knockwurst. <laughs> you won't believe how good this knockwurst is. Put it in one of those hot dog buns of yours and uh, drown it in one of those great condiments of yours, and you'll be thrilled. Uh, A&H has got it all. Go to kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Try A&H today. You'll be glad you did. Wonderful sponsors of ours here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Coming up later today at 9 a.m., it's our right, Dr. David Hertzberg. Israel at 75 is our focus. Israel at 75, uh, starting at 9 a.m. Eastern time with our right, Dr. David Hertzberg. At 11 a.m., Avrami's going to be hosting a live lunch. Thank you, Avrami. And um, what else can I tell you? That's the, uh, that's the story for a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Day after Labor Day, first, uh, first official day, first unofficial official day of the brand new school and work year right here at JM in the AM. Well, Slichus for the Ashkenazi community begins this coming Saturday night, Sunday morning. In fact, there are um, so many places, so many synagogues that are bringing in so many different singers and leaders and speakers to be part of the Slichus service. In fact, I saw that here on the Lower East Side of Manhattan, Rabbi Pesach Krohn is returning. The Young Israel of Manhattan and the Rabbi Joseph Zweigbaum Memorial Lecture Series invites the entire community, really everybody, not just this neighborhood, uh, to hear words of inspiration by Rabbi Pesach Krohn. It'll be the first night of Slichus. this coming Saturday night, beginning at 11.15 at the Young Israel of Manhattan at 519 Grand Street. Uh, Slichus will be recited at 12.53. So Rabbi Krohn at 11.15, Slichus at 12.53, and that's happening here on Grand Street at the Young Israel of Manhattan. And that's an old tradition. Rabbi Krohn has been uh, doing the pre-Slichus speech at the Young Israel of Manhattan for many, many years. And now it seems everybody's got a pre-Slichus speech and certainly a pre-Slichus kumzitz. And, and, and many people, of course, invite uh, special singers and chazanim for Slichus itself. This coming Thursday... I'm hoping to get Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky on the air, our annual, our annual journey in, uh, on the air um, into the topic of Slichus with Cantor Yitzhak Mayor Helfgott of Parky Synagogue. So we'll do that later this week, hopefully, right here at JM in the AM. Meanwhile, that whole big intro is for Shim Kramer and his Machnise from Slichus at JM in the AM.
ser irmãos Olha, hoje está na lua Harbutrino Vi Harbutrino Uma comoção
We'll get to the next song coming up. Mordechai Shapiro's Get Back Up Again. We'll dedicate that to listener Terry. Machnise done by Shim Kramer. As we get set for Slichus in the Ashkenazi community, is coming Saturday night and Sunday morning. And I know that uh, many of you are aware that uh, there are a lot of Slichus services with kumzitzes and musical presentations and speakers, etc., etc. We're going to try on Thursday to speak to Cantor Benny Rogoznitsky. He presides over one of the most uh, distinguished uh, Slicha services, the one conducted by Cantor Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott at the Parky Synagogue in New York City. So we'll talk about that. But there are a lot of Slicha services around the world that are getting a tremendous amount of attention, uh, deservedly so, year after year after year. J.M. and the A.M., good morning. Welcome to a Tuesday, the Tuesday. That's right, day after Labor Day. Thanks for joining us here on a Tuesday broadcast. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Segal Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. Yesterday, I made a terrible mistake. Thank goodness, speaking of the app, 
Thank goodness M.H. Dauber caught it. I said that the word chait, which uh, was the subject of Rabbi Benji Kramer's Meir Milim, I said it's spelled chet tough aleph, and of course, I, I, I just I misspoke because I know, like everyone knows, it's spelled chet tet aleph, but M.H. Dauber called me out on it at 8.34 yesterday morning right after I had said it, and I thanked them for doing that. Um, yeah, it was just a total mistake, but I think it's a, a mistake that anybody can make, right? <laughs> At least I hope so. JM and the AM, we celebrate 40 years of JM and the AM next Thursday. Believe it or not, we started at WFMU Radio uh, on Era of Rosh Hashanah 1983, a long, long, long time ago. We'll commemorate it uh, a week from Thursday uh, in Teaneck, New Jersey. I want to thank Mark Zamek, Matis Weingast, uh, L.E.Y. Katz, everybody who has a role in um, the big celebration coming up. Um, over 10,000 jam in the AMs and hard to believe that, uh, I'm approaching 40 years. It is really, really hard to believe. And some exciting stuff is coming down the road. Some really exciting stuff is coming down the road. Uh, we're going to be announcing our year end campaign now, like literally our Rosh Hashanah, we're going to announce it on the air. Uh, but aside from that tied into that, I think there's some really cool things happening over the next few months as we celebrate 40 here at JM and the AM. So thank you all for uh, for your support and for listening. Keep spreading the word. We are uh, we're a good way to wake up every single day. And for those of you who it's not a wake up, uh, for those of you who it's a um, you know mid afternoon treat or an evening uh, you know broadcast session, whatever it might be, uh, I thank you all for tuning in and being part of this. It's honestly pretty amazing. And we are going to conclude. People have asked me this already because they loved when we did it last year. We are going to conclude our year-end campaign, in this case, the 40th anniversary campaign, in Israel. The plan is to be in Israel end of December. And literally on the... Oh, what is the... uh, I should look this up, shouldn't I? Because last year was Arab Shabbos. So we left the air not knowing whether our friends uh, in America are invited, are invited, whether our friends in America had put us over the top or not, right? We left the air not knowing what was going on. This year, well, I assume it's similar, right? Year after year, it's usually close to the same date. Yeah, it's going to be the same thing, basically. We're going to leave the air Friday, December the 29th, and officially we'll have until Sunday night, New Year's Eve, to, uh, to finish off the campaign. Uh, oh, that should be exciting. That should be exciting. So we'll do that, please, God, from Jerusalem. Very much looking forward to it, and uh, that's the plan. And we should all be uh, healthy, get there, and uh, enjoy it all together and uh, invite all of you along to be part of it through the this incredible medium over the next few months. More coming up. It's Yoni Z. It's JM in the AM. <laughs>
your heart Find that little spark Brother, sister, my fellow Jew There's a love, a godly light Shining inside you Yeah, he Jam in the AM. If you and I can live in harmony, just imagine what the world could be. Ahava, done by uh, Yoni Z here at JM in the AM. Ah, Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Boy, oh boy. Nothing like the day after Labor Day when things get uh, revved up. And we get set for uh, yet another amazing school year. A lot of schools are already in session. That's uh, that's quite obvious. Um, it's not like the old days where everybody waited until after Labor Day. A lot of schools are already in session. So wherever uh, wherever you are, if you're in one of those districts, in one of those communities where school is already in session, I hope it's going well so far. If you're just getting set to start school today, tomorrow, Thursday, wishing everybody a great school year ahead and, of course, a great work week ahead as well. And um, keep on starting your morning with JM and the AM. That's something that you'll never regret. Best way to start the morning, inspiration, great music, positive messages, uh, in touch with what's happening in Israel and our community worldwide. This is the place to be every single day weekday morning. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Oh, by the way, Rabbi Goldwasser tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Forest Hills. Tomorrow night, Wednesday, Rabbi Goldwasser at the Young Israel of Forest Hills. And on the 20th of September, uh, that's the date for the Young Israel of East Brunswick. The program is sponsored by our good friends B and Ralph Rosenbaum. That's happening the 20th of September. Rabbi Goldwasser at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Anybody who's in Central or Southern Jersey or anywhere, you could be anywhere. Uh, and travel to go hear Rabbi Goldwasser. He, he is amazing, as you know. If you're a listener of this show, you know how amazing Rabbi Goldwasser is. But when it comes to this time of year, Elul and Tishrei, Elul, Aseris Mechuva, just spectacular. So inspiring. Take advantage. So Rabbi Goldwasser tomorrow night, Young Israel of Forest Hills with Chazak, and uh, the 20th of September at the Young Israel 
of East Brunswick. Here is Rabbi Dago with David Goldwasser's words, and here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Rabbi Yitzchak Miradvil, who was the son of the great Zlotshva Rebbe, used to do Aliyah's Neshama every night. He would ascend to Shamayim. Once, Rabbi Yitzchak wanted to enter a special chamber that was very holy. The Basko went out and said, go back. His whole body weakened. As he was withdrawing, he immediately heard a new voice, a voice of endearment. It was the voice of his father. Yitzchak, my son, you should know that I dwell in that particular chamber. However, you didn't get permission to enter because of what you did yesterday evening. Nothing happened last night, said Rabbi Yitzchok. A poor man came to me, and he asked for a significant contribution. Father, you know I don't have a penny. I have nothing. I was only able to give him one thing, but he didn't want to accept it because he said it wouldn't help him at all. Because of that, I comforted him. I appeased him with words. I spoke to his heart that Hashem loves the poor people. That's the reason that they go through the pain and is mochiach them. Hashem reproaches them like it says, for Hashem admonishes the one who he loves like a father admonishes his son. And then the poor man left. Everything was peaceful. Reb Yitzchok's father told him, I don't need to hear anything more. That's exactly why you were not privileged to enter the chamber. On this day, I will tell you, I have to be mochiach you. I have to reproach you. You should have been mispalo to Hashem for this poor man. You should say to Hashem, please, the world is conducted with rachamim, with mercy, and have mercy on this poor man. Because in truth, in Shamayim, in heaven, they take the same pasuk and they explain it in a different way. Ki es asher yehav Hashem yochiach. Whoever loves Hashem Yisbarach will ask that there is great rachamim and chesed, mercy and loving kindness shown towards the poor, that they have lechem lechol, bread to eat, ubeged lobosh, and clothes to wear. Since the very beginning of this world, Hashem wants to be so good to all the creations and to reveal the midah or the attribute of Chanun Verachum, mercy and graciousness. So please, my son, from this day on, don't ever give such an answer to a poor man, but pray to the Ribon Kololamim, the master of all the universe, that the poor person's matzav should get better. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
J.M. in the A.M. That is uh, Eitan Katz. The live chuppah presentation of Cold O.D. just came out a couple of days ago. Everyone enjoying that live version. The great late Sherwood Goffin before that with S.A. A.N.I. We're talking about people who uh, have been planning uh, amazing slichus services for this coming Saturday night. And I think of the Chaz. I think of the great Sherwood Goffin who would kick off the high holiday season with amazing slichus on the Upper West Side of Manhattan Back in the day. JM and the AM, Steve Aylesberg coming up. Uh, we'll do another song, then we'll get to our conversation about our Chesed campaign, uh, which, of course, has been kicked off in memory of Yankee Meyer, the uh, the founder of Miss Askim, who we miss every single day. We'll talk about Chesed this time of year with uh, somebody who joins us uh, every half a year or so, both for Nissan and for Elul, uh, to discuss why it's important to keep other people in mind during this season. That's Steve Adelsberg. He'll be joining us live in studio coming up here at JM in the AM. Lots happening this week right here at JM the AM. Yossi Baumel is going to be joining us from Makar Chaim. He'll be live in studio in our New Jersey studio tomorrow. We'll have that for you. We'll get an update on what's happening with the Yeshiva. They just had an amazing Achnas Sefer Torah and kicked off their brand new season and brand new year on Rosh Chodesh Elul. We'll find out more about that tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Reminder by Dr. David Hertzberg on at 9 o'clock this morning right after JM in the AM. 
Abraham with Israel at 75. Again, or by Dr. David Hertzberg, whose lectures and podcasts are getting more and more popular, and I'm sure that we get some of the credit for that, on every Tuesday at 9 a.m. with Israel at 75. That'll be happening right after JM in the AM. And later today, Avrami will host a live lunch uh, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time from Beit Shemesh. I'll have that for you again starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. J.M. and the A.M. is Yosef Kugler and the song Vani, Tuesday morning broadcast, really the unofficial start. If yesterday, Labor Day was the unofficial end of summer, 
And today's the unofficial start to the brand new year with the uh, schools opening up and people taking uh, their work and uh, jobs more seriously. This is, after all, the day after Labor Day here in the United States. If you're listening from around the world, I can't really explain this. I don't know. I don't know what happens in your country. I can't really explain why Labor Day is such an important uh, uh, boundary when it comes to the calendar, but that's the reality. Anyway, uh, it's time for us as we get into this serious part of the year. Uh, to talk about Chesed and to talk about our Chesed campaign. And with us in our studios, the one and only Steve Adelsberg, who has taken on the, uh, the, the role of being my partner uh, in reminding everybody why it's important to be very cognizant of what other people are going through, especially during this time of year. A pleasure to welcome you back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nochum. It's a pleasure to be here, as any, always. Any trouble finding the place? No, no. Well, I put in 515 instead of 551, and I pull up. <laughs> I said, I don't think so. I don't think that so. That could be a problem. That could be a problem. Although 515 would be closer to the Beyonder Base Medrash, Beyonder Shul. This is true. Right next to the young Israel. Oh, well, next to Mizrahi. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, let's get our geography straight here. The joke is, and it's not really a joke, it's true. Uh, what, one of the only neighborhoods in the world where the Bianer Stiebel and the Mizrahi could be next door to each other and live in, in peaceful coexistence. Well, and beyond, we're very peaceful of everybody. Well, that's true. And I had the opportunity, as you know, because you were there, to meet the Rebbe. I think we discussed this on the air, actually, uh, at some point after Shabbos HaGadol, because it was Erev Shabbos HaGadol that, that we were all in Yerushalayim, and you gave us this incredible privilege of meeting the Rebbe. Actually, his, and I've told this to a bunch of people, the, the wine that he gave Yeshua Siegel is the wine that was used under the chuppah the subsequent Sunday night, the, 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 the Sunday night before Pesach. So that was pretty cool that uh, he gave us that bottle and we used it to um, preside over the, uh, over the wedding, which was really nice. Anyway, great to have you here. And um, uh, this is a very... I said earlier, maybe, maybe maybe I overstated this, but you'll you'll certainly get me back on track after I say it again. This is a time. I don't know if you're on social media at all, but those who are on social media are watching people who just had glorious summer vacations, who spent a lot of time on cruises, who have been to some of the most expensive restaurants in the history. Of the kosher community. Are you aware of that, by the way? That now we're at a point where, where people are in our community are going to the most expensive restaurants in the history of our community. The average price at some of these restaurants is insane. Um, and people, of course, have been uh, watching all this because that's the way things happen nowadays. People look at social media and see what people are doing and how much they're enjoying and how many trips they're taking here and there. At the same time, as the school year is beginning, there are a lot of families out there who have trouble meeting tuition costs, who have difficulties making yuntif, for whom, and you and I have discussed this a million times, for whom 20 bucks or 100 bucks can make a difference between a peaceful Shabbos and a very stressful Shabbos. And of course, that applies even more so to the upcoming Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. So the first thing I want to do this morning is just get everybody to stop for a moment focusing on all the videos they've seen of the beautiful buffets and the incredible taste tests and the amazing trips and just realize that so many of our friends and neighbors are in very pressure-filled situations this time of year. What do you think of that? It's uh, something to remember that we could start to say that the world doesn't start with me and doesn't end with me. 
and we keep that phrase in. And yes, you're right. I mean, I go back to Bernstein Schmokers when <laughs> when we had we was I thought it was outrageous fifteen dollars for rod, large sparrows. Wow, that, and that was probably one of the more expensive items. Oh, that was the, that I, was the expensive item. What I, was a sandwich? Do you remember the price of a sandwich at Bernstein's? <sighs> was it five bucks? Something, yeah, in that be, area, yeah, yeah, and a hot dog, dollar fifty. No, it was no dollar fifty. Less? It was less than a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I'm going to have to ask you, but you have your hot dog of coleslaw, I hope. It depends. Really? Very interesting you bring this up, and I know we've already veered off the topic, but very <laughs> interesting you bring this up, especially I was talking about the A&H knockers before, mm-hmm. and I said drown it in your favorite condiment. It depends on the day. There are days that I am coleslaw-driven. There are days I'm sauerkraut-driven. Really? There are days that the varieties of mustards end up on my hot dog, and you're going to be shocked by the, by the baked beans sometimes gets there. I have to tell you, in the stadium, they had the best chili in the hot dogs. Do they? Oh, yeah. That's, that's good. It's good. They We're st- talking about Yankee Stadium? Yankee Stadium. They cut back this year. Yeah, I don't remember there being chili as a, as a condiment. Yeah, they used to give you ni- a really nice, good chili, I have to tell you. I'm a little upset, aside from the way they're playing. I'm upset because City Field's getting better kosher food reviews than we're getting in the Bronx. And I'm concerned. And I'm not talking about legends. I'm Legend, talking about no, the no, regular, yeah, basic right. kosher food stands. And that's for a Yankee fan, that's disheartening. Very Have you been so. to City Field recently? I've been to City Field. So is it in fact so much better or I didn't get a chance to really get to the kosher food because <laughs> I too did, busy watching I, the game. I did come to watch baseball, <laughs> but that's okay. But you know, one of the highlights of one's life is having being able to eat a hot dog at a baseball game. Well, we dreamed about it for years and then finally right. it came true and you know. Obviously, as I always say, you know, the, the dream is ten times better than actually doing it. But all right, you know, that's a separate issue. It reminds me of, since we're talking about baseball, and this is the time of year where people become reflective, it reminds me of uh, one of the best questions, in my opinion. And again, when people ask me about questions I've asked during interviews and stuff, I always say that sometimes it's a silly question, but the answer is so brilliant that justifies how good the question was. That's what happened to Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey was interviewing Kent Urbeck. Does the name ring a bell to you? Yes. First baseman for the Minnesota Twins. twins. Exactly. And Kent Urbeck is the only person in baseball history to hit a Grand Slam home run in the seventh game of the World Series. I I believe that's still true. At that time, he became the only person to ever hit a Grand Slam home run, seventh game of the World Series. So Oprah says to him in the interview post, you know, he visits her a few weeks later and says to him, what does it, I know it's a silly question, but what does it feel like rounding the bases, knowing that you are, you are the first person to ever hit a Grand Slam home run in Game 7 of the World Series? And you know what Ken Durbeck says to her? And this is what reminds me about eating the hot dogs. He says to her, Oprah, I hit that same exact home run a thousand times in my backyard growing up, and every one of them was better than this one. Is that Gavaldic or is that Gavaldic? I mean, that was one of the best. So, yeah, we've craved for years as kids going to these games, kosher food, please, please, please. And now, you know, it's, it was nice and it's good to have, but also it's expensive. On the topic of expensive, it's expensive. You know. I have my son, Sammy, who was in Camp Morishah, and he was in the, I don't know what they call I remember Mossad, we called the youngest group Shorush. Right. So I don't know what they call him. him. So they're having this Cold War game, <laughs> and it's the last game of the day, and the whole camp is starting to walk, and they say, hey, there's a little, there's a little kid's game going on. 
And this little kid, Sammy Adelsberg, is on the line shooting one-on-one. Oh, gosh. And the the game is tied. Oh. And the... So he must hit the first shot. He hits the first, hits the second. Big celebration. I go, Sammy, that's great, but I got to tell you, you peaked at seven years old. (laughs) You've (laughs) done it all. You've done it all. There's nothing else. Exactly. (laughs) There are no dreams left to be fulfilled. Steve Adelsberg is here. All right, so all this leads to our conversation about chesed and keeping people in mind. And I said that uh, people don't realize that one doesn't have to give insane amounts of money or dedicate insane amounts of time to change someone's life when someone does reach out to someone and literally gives them a small gift or a little bit of cash or whatever it might be it makes it can make such a difference in their upcoming yonta that's why one of the things we talk about in our chesed campaign is before Rosh Hashanah and before Sukkot if you know people in your neighborhood or in your area that could just use a nice gesture Put a bottle of wine with a nice note on their door. Uh, get if, if someone's single and you think they may have a lot of free time over Yontif, buy them a book and say, he was thinking of you, you may want to enjoy this over Yontif. Whatever it is, just that interaction is so important uh, for people to realize that, that others are thinking of them. So that's one of the focuses that we've always had when it comes to the Chesed campaign. The other thing is we actually go ahead and produce a list of different things. We've been doing it again now during Elul that people should keep in mind. Some of these are, are a little bit off the beaten path. That's why they're unique to us. Uh, we went ahead and created the... How many... Let's see how many we have on here already. Oh, we started last Elul. This is the third go-round. Elul, Nissan, now again Elul. Uh, we went ahead and created this page called nachomsegel.com slash chesed. nachomsegel.com slash chesed. It's a memory of Yanki Meyer, who I'm sure you remember, the founder of Misaskim, yeah. who I still say we miss every single day. Yaakov Mecholben, Achavar Yisrael. Yaakov Mecholben, Achavar Yisrael. Here are some of the things to, that have already been added to the page, and more and more will be added as we go through this month. Uh, first of all, Misaskim, of course, because that's the one that that he ran, and we encourage people to support their incredible work. Then we have a campaign for the Jews of the Ukraine, because people who are under fire really need basic necessities for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. And that could be anything from, you know, basic food items to a little of an esterog that the rabbi of the Ukraine is going to make sure to secure for them. So those of you out there can find that link at nachomsegel.com slash chesed. And they also have a, a unique link at chief at officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachom, officeofchiefrabbi.org slash nachom. Then a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> you know what made it onto our chesed list? <laughs> I don't know what you think of people who do this. I have so much admiration for them. Renewal hit their 1,000th kidney donation. 1,000 people have been saved because of the work of Renewal, That's un- which is insane. It's, it's, it's unbelievable because the sacrifice you have to make, and it's not simple. It's not easy. The procedure, the time. And, <laughs> and it's, it, the beauty of it, you're doing, for some, doing something for somebody, but you probably will not know, or you right. probably will not meet the individual. Correct. And the, well, the whole idea of the Chesed campaign, uh, Rabbi Sacher Fran once said it, and it really stayed with me on one of his speech, one of his talks. And he said, "Don't do something better; do something different, unique. Yeah, do right. something out of the box. Right? You know that you wouldn't normally do. You know, and you pick this one activity up, and uh, it's like I had." A conversation with the Rebbe right after Tisha B'Av. Now, Rebbe, in this studio, when <laughs> Steve Adelsberg is here, Stam Rebbe means the Biana Rebbe of Jerusalem. Right, exactly. And um, 
we had I had a question about what was going on in Sackett Lake. Sackett Lake is where I come, I hang out for the last forty three years. Every summer, and, and, and I, he's familiar with Sackett Lake. He's from Sackett right. Lake. He was grew up in Sackett Lake, right. and it's a very you know we have a very beautiful community. And I remember we had a question about someone doing something, and the Rebbe said to me, you know, it's after Tisha B'av, and you have an opportunity here. I go, what's the opportunity? He says, to do Avas Chinam. Just to do it because it's going to be nice. Unconditional love. Right. He said, we could do Avas Chinam right after Tisha B'av. We got it. That's what we're supposed to do. Right. And that works. Yeah, it it works. certainly does. It's, uh, you, take the fi- you, know, you take the fire out of people. You don't have to like, you know, attack people and just say, hey, okay, go on. It's a, it's a nice way to, to take the, the powder kegs out of everybody. You know? No question about it. And, and people don't realize, and this is where, and we, of course, always bring him up because he was my original partner in this, and that's Lobo. And I'm only yeah. laughing because of the encounters you and Lobo had on the air, which were so funny. Hey. But, but, but Lobo, what would he do during the summer? He would rent an ice cream truck. We talked about hey. this many times. Hey. Just so the kids can have, first of all, there were kids whose families he couldn't I, afford. There were eight I, kids in the family. He couldn't afford to just take them out to the ice cream truck. That was the first thing. <laughs> But the second thing is he just wanted to, everyone to, you know, enjoy. Everyone have a good time. Everyone, like you just said, relieve the pressure and, yeah. you know, tamp down the, 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 the powder keg that people might be sitting on, et cetera, et cetera. So all these, you know, relatively small gestures are so important. And that's why we say that the 20 bucks or the bottle of wine or the book, whatever it is that people are doing before Yontif, a, a platter of, uh, uh, of delicious fruit to enjoy, you know, new fruit for Rosh Hashanah. I don't want to go overboard here because now that I mentioned this, they're going to, you know, there are people... <laughs> who are getting into the habit of spending hundreds of dollars on meat boards and hundreds of dollars on this. You know, they're getting a little, it's getting all nuts. So. I mean, you, you come to the country and you see one thing, we really like to eat. <laughs> I mean, it's like the food establishments now. Well, I have, an ad- I have an amendment to what you just said because, I, and I've quoted him on the air, but I've never mentioned him by name. There is a Jewish philosopher that I'm quite, that I'm acquainted with and I, and I once brought him into one of our Judaica stores, mm-hmm. and I said, what are your thoughts as you see this beautiful, you know what the Judaica stores look like now? And he said, Jews have a lot of disposable income. <laughs> and, they, so, and when you say this about the restaurants, obviously that's true. That's why we're not, we're not discouraging people. That's why you're a perfect person for this, frankly. You travel and you enjoy and you have wonderful things in your life, but, but everyone knows what kind of philanthropist you, you and your family are. Oh, by the way, I got a note when I announced that. Uh, <laughs> got to give credit where credit is due. When I announced you were coming in, Sir Steve Adelsberg, I got a note that read as follows, and I'll tell you who it's from after I read it. Steve Adelsberg is one of our faves. He's such a tzaddik, as is his incredible other half, Renee. Now, this came from Peggy Chernikoff. Ooh. So once she saw in our newsletter that you were appearing here, she felt the need to let us know that you and your better half are certainly deserving of all the accolades that we're giving you. So you enjoy everything, yet at the same time, you make sure to support as much as possible. So the same thing for everybody. No one's saying you can't enjoy these meat boards, but let's, <sighs> let's try to keep in mind, as we're making these half-a-million-dollar weddings, let's try to keep in mind that it would be really helpful if a few thousand dollars was given to someone making a wedding now because... You know, they're just, it, it'll be the difference between the pressure that you mentioned and being able to sit at that wedding in complete peace. That's all. Right. I mean, one of the nicest things that's being done in Manhattan Beach is by the Schroen family. And uh, 
and they have, when, they're, when they're doing their Takana weddings, <laughs> and it's a real Chesed Shemes, Leiva Chesed, where basically the Manhattan Beach Jewish Center has Takana weddings, and it's busy every night. That's a gorgeous hall. Right. And they, they, they refixed it, and it's something that's something to be seen. And the uh, rebbes and, uh, and teachers and people who can't afford weddings, as you just said, can have the dignity of marrying some their child off and not having to take out a second mortgage. Well, I'm somewhat familiar with the price structure there, and people will not believe that it's 2023. They'll never right. believe that they right. can make a wedding, invite really anybody they want to invite, the numbers they want, etc. Right. And do it at a cost that you just... And by the way, that's the perfect way of putting it. You're not going to have to take out a loan in order to get that done. Right. And that, and, and and they didn't have to remake... Right. Redo. Why would they? They, they, they because... Re, they wanted everyone to feel, hey, this is something special. Right. This is something for you. And it's something different. Right. And it's just, it, it just comes out. Listen, I know, uh, you know one of the things you can do is that, you know, you know everyone, we all know widows. Sure. And single mothers, single mothers, and just says, pick up the phone yep. and say good Shabbos. Now, you, you're going to say, what am I going to say to them? You're not going to say much. Right. You don't have to. Right. All they want to know is I've been remembered. Someone's thinking of me. Someone's thinking What's your error of Shabbos list up to now? Because I told you off the air. Is, is it up there? Is it, it's up there. Is it like past 50? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's this way. I don't get too much work done on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> now, what do you do on a short Friday? Hustle. Because Rabbi Schwartz once told me, because his list is mm. insane. He once told me that in the winter he has to start Thursday, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. And Eretz Yisrael, I got, got to start Thursday. Right. Right. It gets, it's, in and, the winter, right. In especially the winter. in the winter, right. But it's, a, it, it's like, it's such, but it's quick calls. Right. It's quick. I mean, it's like. Right. People want to say good Shabbos. And you're Shabbos. speaking every week anyway, so if it's something new, they'll tell you. But, you know. Right. right. And you're saying you get to know the people and they know, hey. And right. it's not a rich widow. It's not a poor widow. Right. It's just sewing, t- taking, again, stopping your day and thinking of somebody else. And it costs nothing. Right. And, uh, Unless you have a really bad phone plan, it costs nothing. I mean, I have a thing <laughs> that I like to do is that anyone who comes from Eretz Yisrael. Oh, you've mentioned this on the air a million times. I love this. Is that when someone comes from Eretz Yisrael, we here who live in the United States, live in Gullis, it's, you know, listen, we have a very good life. I had a conversation with somebody who didn't like it. He says, well, I'm an Israeli citizen now. I go, that's great, but, you know, you're not paying Israeli taxes. And he says to me, oh, yes, I am. I am. I go, no, you're not. You're retired. Israel doesn't <laughs> tax your retirement. They <laughs> think you would, you would know this, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Israeli pays 70% of his salary, 60 to 70% to taxes. Wow. He comes here. And if you could get, you know, you send them to a game and you just say, thank you. You're holding the country for me. Because they want to see NBA games when they come here. It's not really baseball. It's mostly basketball. I always say there are three things that (laughs) Am Yisrael takes from America. And I'm not talking money because we give money because it's our obligation. We have to. It's something that uh, we want to, this is our country. So (laughs) the three things I want was Stanley Fisher. Who was the head of the Bank of Israel? Right. He was very, you know, he was the guy. Who I think the, the head of the Bank of Israel under under uh, Netanyahu and the finance minister. Right. Okay, that's one significant era for the Israeli economy. Right. And then the second one, second thing they took from us was the Hebrew edition of the Art Scroll on the Gemaras. Meaning that if the English never existed, there would never be a Hebrew. Right. They have, that's they, true. They have, they have the Hebrew. Right. And they don't call it Art Scroll. Right. What they call it in Israel? No. Masora? No. What? 
what you Schottenstein. Oh, Schottenstein. Schottenstein. They give cover to the family yeah. who did it. Don't give me the art scroll shots. Give me the Schottenstein uh, shots. Yeah, here's called Schottenstein. Schottenstein. And, and you can see the Schottenstein in, in, in base medrashes all over Eretz Israel. But is your point that if there wasn't an English... Then, then the Hebrew wouldn't exist, and therefore they have it. Or your point yeah, is that they just they, they just, export from here the Hebrew they, edition. They saw the Hebrew and, and they, they want it, and they loved it, right. and it came from us. Okay, right. now what's the third thing? The Bianca Rebbe. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> He's in all, American. In all three, those sports references. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, they took Art Scroll. They took the Bianca uh, Rebbe. And what was the other one? The art Scroll. Oh, and, uh, and Fisher. And right. Fisher. Those, <laughs> and, and they're right. But there are they're some. Right. That, some people listening might want to add things to that list they, that they, they can think of. You know, they, uh, listen, maybe. Listen, I didn't. Uh, Rank. I said to. Someone, I mean, if they're having Thanksgiving dinner in Israel, which I hear is now common among the Anglo's, they got that from here also. You know. <laughs> <laughs> they'll always take it. And if they're off. waking up in the middle of the night to see NFL games, they probably got that from here as well. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> that I would, and they are into our basketball, but that's yeah. okay. That's really when they come here and you're giving them tickets. It's usually to the NBA. That's NBA, what they yeah, want to see. They, as I say, which they, is funny. You know, they, I say to them all the time. They say, "Well, what's the difference between American basketball and the European basketball?" I, said, right. I go, "In the American basketball, they play above the rim, but it's a you know, but you can see." That you know, just bring someone here and just say thank. We're saying thank you to them. I like to say that uh, that the that Israeli basketball resembles the army. Run and shoot, run and shoot, shoot. run and shoot. shoot. That's it. That's the drill, and you stick with it. And there ain't anything creative yeah. other than those two things in America. It's, as you just said, it's very, very different, especially the game above the rim. Steve Adelsberg is here. We call your attention to nachomsigel.com slash chesed. nachomsigel.com slash chesed. The message is really simple. It's that time of year where we have to start really thinking about others. We've spent a lot of time this summer, thank God, doing some amazing things, traveling to great places, eating in wonderful restaurants, uh, checking out some sites and cruises that we've never seen before in our lives. Thank God we're at a point now we discussed this last week in the meat conversation. We're at a point now where we're able to afford as a community things we were never able to afford in the past. But a lot of people in our community are hurting. A lot of people in our community certainly have needs for Rosh Hashanah and Sukkot. A lot of people in our community are now facing the the uh, the the tuition payments that have that have begun or are already underway for their children. Let's try to keep our friends and neighbors in mind this time of year. The next item, by the way, which got onto our Chesed list unique for this year was when Rabbi Krasniansky joined us from Maui, uh, the Maui Fire Disaster Relief Fund. People could actually help. Mm. By the way, this you'll appreciate because not only are they helping people, you know, you give to the fund, they're distributing money and food. But in addition to that, as you know, they're making a Kiddush Hashem on a daily basis. So if you want to support a perpetual Kiddush Hashem, that's a good fund to give to. And as I say, anytime there's a crisis around the world, you always see an Israeli delegation over there going. And the fact is, and they say, that's who we are. We are, as I say, it sounds, I don't say corny, but we are the chosen people, and we have to act like that. And sometimes I get frustrated when Israel offers its services to countries that are enemies, that have suffered from earthquakes, etc. But then people calm me down and say, as you just said, this is who we are. They want to be enemies. They want to have a certain attitude. It's one thing. But if people are in need and they're being trapped somewhere, we're going to go and try to help them. Right. Right. Got to keep that in mind. That's a good attitude to walk into the brand new year with, that's for sure. Also, the Chevra Gamach is going to make our page again because the Chevra Gamach is specifically um, um, a fund that's for first responders in our community. So if someone's a Hatzalah member and they are in a situation where they can't handle things financially, the Chevra Gamach 
deals with them directly. Those who are giving of themselves on a regular basis, they make sure to, you know, to help them like, financially. Like, like one of the things is, do you know how many teachers right. are in credit card debt and how many people that get into a credit card debt? And it is very easy to help because these people are paying, you know, I don't, the interest they're paying is Shylock interest. But meanwhile, if you just help them by, you know, saying, hey, pay me the same payment you're making or pay, pay half the payment and you'll just, I'll give you a loan and you'll be able to get this, this, this albatross off your back. It's something, again, it's something that's going to make their lives different. Schools in general... There are a couple of things where, I, I, demanding is the wrong word, but there were a couple of suggestions we had for schools. One was to try to make sure that their teachers and rabbis have life insurance. Right. Um, I'm not saying it has to be forced, they have to make an agreement, but at right. least encourage them because, God forbid, it, right. it becomes a problem for the community, and that's increasing every time how many different funds have to be supported when tragedy occurs. And the other thing is something you just said, which I never really considered, and that is there are board members of schools out there that would not mind participating in a fund that went to loan money to people if they are willing to cut up their credit cards. Right. Literally, they have to make a commitment to cut up those credit cards, get rid of that terrible albatross, and there are people that, will, uh, that are there yeah. to help out to uh, eliminate that debt. That's another important thing to consider. Um, our friends at um, our friends at I don't know if you ever saw them in Jerusalem. Ormeo Bracha. So Ormeo Bracha was started by Leora Teji in order to um, in order to uh, provide food for Shabbos and Yanta for families that have been victimized by terror. I think she's got like a thousand families that are benefiting every week now, or maybe Yanta time. It's already a thousand. So that's another one that's gotten onto, onto our page, and we're going to be speaking with her before Rosh Hashanah. She, she tells us the number of chickens she has to buy and, and the number, number of honey containers that she has to buy. And it, it just, it, you can't imagine the need out there. And it's funny because she's one of those people that always reminds us, she just makes the commitment and says, we're going to make sure to help any family that approaches us. Then we'll worry about the money. But she'll always tell you that somehow he, in reference to the one above, always comes through. And so, so I don't know if you're willing to jump on the bandwagon with me on this one, but, but I think you'll also agree, when one makes a commitment to do chesed, he figures out a way to take care of the rest somehow. Right. Your job, our job is to try. There are certain people whose job is to ask, and you don't get, I don't get accept, upset at the asker. I don't get at the request. And I, you do what we can. And sometimes it, it, it works out. Yeah, that's for sure. And lastly, for this conversation, Mr. Adelsberg, I'm going to call your attention to a gentleman that we call Doc Weiss. I don't think he's really a doctor, but he's a great, uh, what do you call a guy who takes blood? A, uh, what's, what is that a word? Hematologist. Not a hematologist. <laughs> a phlebotomist? I think it's a phlebotomist. Anyway, he's an expert at it. And he, as a sideline, years ago, started something called the Sukkah Shadchan. You and I may have discussed this last year. I don't remember. The Sukkah Shadchan is very simple. You want, to, you want to bring in a new sukkah to your home. You're, you're buying a new sukkah. What happens to the old sukkah? So you call the sukkah shadchan. He has a list of people in desperate need of a sukkah. And you know how expensive sukkahs are. In desperate need of sukkah or schach. He has a list of people that you know, could use it as a family instead of spending the thousands of dollars on it. And he'll pair you up with the, with the person who needs the sukkah. They'll come pick it up, etc. Now this is, talk about a unique sukkah. Nobody thought of this one years ago, but now he's you know, pairing people up constantly. 
Uh, in fact, he told us on the air last week that he literally has somebody who called him and said, just buy a new sukkah for somebody. Here's the money. Go buy a new sukkah for somebody because you have the list. You know who needs sukkahs, so you know it's going straight to them. So anybody out there wants sukkah shadchan information, it's, it's really only a phone number, uh, which, which you could text and you can call, 347-770-1155, 347-770-1155. What do you think of that unique stucca? It's just putting people together who want to help. It's, I mean, that's the positive of the social media. Right. That's, you know, there are some positives in there. <laughs> Not a lot yeah, 100%. And that's, I mean, listen, what it does for minions, you know, every community says, we're too short for a minion. Need one, need two, need three. I'm on my way, you know. Yeah. It's a nightly occurrence <laughs> on, my, on my WhatsApp. <laughs> right. but, but, that's, but that's taking something positive. I was in Eretz Yisrael this weekend, this past Shabbos. I was at Modian. Right. And we stayed by a family, and Rav Meir Golovov went around to, like, we always, like he always does. And we stayed by a family, a very, you know, she was a doctor, and he was really into the community. He, was, he was one of, wasn't really a Rav, he was a teacher. And they had five children, one's in the army. And I see two little children, and she being a gynecologist in the hospital, the wife, she came home and she said, two a woman just left her baby. No way. A hundred percent. Is that right, Israel? She says, what should we do? And they took this child home. And it's not an easy child. And it's much younger than the other kids, but I could see how they're into it in the sense, hey, we're doing something very quietly. It's, it's money because you have to raise sure, a child. of course. But it's just something that anyone can do in terms of just being open to someone else's problem and think of the lessons that their children are learning oh, from this he, i have to tell you that this is what happened on shabbos we came back from shore sitting down on the they got the coffee on the table and this child like three years old precocious child you know very cute takes the table oh, no. flips it over <laughs> the coffee goes flying i gotta say the mother and the children not only didn't get excited they knew exactly what to do they just covered up Got got Hila Govut a new cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> and nothing was said about it. Now, in my house, it would have been. <laughs> I don't know. When I was growing up, if I spilled milk, I was in trouble. Oh, gosh, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Like, if I was playing around with my brother and we horsed around, but it was just something you could see that hey, this is what we've been challenged for. This is our test, and we're going to pass it. And Unbelievable. I was, just so I was just so taken back. But Unbelievable. There, there is, I mean, chesed on many different levels. The one you just described is, is insane and incredible. Uh, and I'm not minimizing anything that anybody else is doing, but, but everyone has their level. If it's, the, if it's the bottle of wine, it's the bottle of wine. If it's a gesture, a phone call, a book, whatever it is that we've been discussing over the years, and that's what it is. If someone could do more or someone could actually sacrifice their family's life in order to do something positive like you described, then amazing. And call it kavod. I, I said this to the Rebbe once, and I, and I use this phrase. He says, if money can solve your problem, you really don't have a problem. Wow. So someone says to me, yeah, that's easy for you to say. You have friends. You have access to money. I said, no, 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 that's easy for you to say because you really don't have a problem. Wow. And, that's, and we, know, we all know people there who, has pro, who have problems. And we're not going to be able to solve the problems, but we can make it a little bit easier. Make no it question. a little bit easier. Someone, someone has to go for chemotherapy, has to, has to take the subway. 
buy him a, get a, get him a taxi ride. You know, they say, oh, go with him. Or say, hey, what can I do for you? And, or do something that he's not thinking of. And it's, it's just the thought. You know, we always use that phrase, it's the thought that counts. Right. It really is the thought that counts. And a lot of the people that you're talking about who are going through especially medical situations, it doesn't matter how much money's in the bank. It could be zero, it could be a bazillion dollars. It's, they're, they're going through a situation that's really difficult to go through. Well, you pay, you pay that shiva call. Right. The, the person sitting shiva needs nechama. He doesn't want to hear about your problems when your father had cancer. <laughs> well, now we're going into a whole different area. <laughs> I'm, just saying, but I'm just trying to get people to say one thing. Sensitivity. You have to be sensitive. And uh, as I say, if a person, a person who can, can't afford to send his kids to yeshiva and, his, and starts hearing you talking about, I got to tell you how I spent my money last night at Mike's Bistro. I got to tell you the meal I had. You got to be sensitive. That's all I'm saying. It's, very, it's, a very, it's a very simple thing. Just be sensitive to someone else. Well said, Steve Adelsberg. Um, so Yuntif Bezrat Hashem. Um, in Jerusalem, right. at least at least Yom Kippur and Sukkot. Yom Kippur, I'm in, I'm in Yerushalayim. Right, and that means that you'll be visiting Yeshivat Nativ Aryeh. Nativ Aryeh. You'll be the, visiting the Biyana Rebbe, right. and that and that. Where are you, Kol Nidrei Night? Kol Nidrei Night. Night. I go to Nativ in the old city, and then in the morning as well, and then and to the Rebbe, and then after Musaf, I walk from uh, the old city right. to Gula. Where we have everyone says, "Wow, what time do you get done?" I go, "You don't know the Biyana Rebbe. We don't play games." Chauffeur blowing is 6.30. At 6.29, we're getting ready to daf Marv. Mamish? Amish. We don't, it's, it's Bizman. We fasted all day. And then we have Kiddush Levana. And this is Rikud. And it, but the Rebbe says, it's time to go home, people. Time to. So it's what, five, ten minutes? That's it. Interesting. Well, it, and it's he uh, really, he really is American born. <laughs> he, 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 he knows. He's, he's the rabbi with the. He's the rebel with the tie. Yeah. But but, but it, it's it's again it's a sensitivity. You know you, you know you, you fasted all day. Now it's time for that. And, uh well, it's pretty amazing. And thank God, I know you appreciate the privilege of being there. I mean, what it is to walk through on Yom Kippur, Yerushalayim. Incredible, and, and it's just you know it's it's Yom Kippur. You feel, the birds were every Yom Kippur. The birds are telling you it's coming. You could see it. You could feel it. And, uh, and even the sh- birds feel that it's oh, Yom Kippur. Bird. <laughs> <laughs> you're full. You're full of spirituality. Pretty amazing. Uh, I take this opportunity to wish you a Shana Tavao Mitukai, happy, healthy, and sweet New Year. Thank you, my friend. Uh, thank you for for all your partnerships. Chesed being one of the leaders here, encouraging us on a daily basis to just keep uh, positive messages going out to the Jewish world. Don't think I take that lightly or for granted. It's uh, much appreciated. And uh, we should continue to just uh, do good things and spread positive messages to everybody out there. Right. I mean, tikkun olam is small steps. And no one has to know you're doing it. But you'll get the, believe it or not, You'll get the recognition in a way that you wouldn't believe in a very quiet, That's right. but satisfying Those who way. don't seek it end up getting it. All of a sudden, someone will say something. You'll get a Peggy Chernikoff to send a message. <laughs> Good old Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Shout out like, to you know, Peggy and Alan. Yeah. 
Good people. Good people. There's they a lot certainly of good, are. Your, 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 your listening audience is full of good, good people. And uh, you also have regards, I'm sure, a shout-out to everybody at the Yeshiva of Flatbush, who started school or starting they're the next starting, couple of days? Start, what's today? Thursday, today, maybe? Today, they're starting tomorrow. T- tomorrow, Wednesday, they're they start. To, they start tomorrow. So a big shout-out to Yeshiva of Flatbush. Right, I see. And a big shout-out to everybody at Massad. Did they have a good summer, Massad? Did they have a great summer just now or not? <laughs> did you, did you, have you heard anything from the Massad campus, just out of curiosity? I got, see, I got, I got to tell you, you know. <laughs> Here we go. Machanem <laughs> Massad. There was... There was nothing like it. There was nothing like it. All that I would imagine. It was, but but I have to tell you, it was. I I could tell you stories that I that I go back from the cat camp, and it's really it was like a we called it a little Israel, and it was, but it was like you know, but it was a sign of the times. Well, I know that Mossad was very successful for one reason because whenever when I started going to summer camp and I ended up in three four different ones, they all wanted to be like Mossad. They all wanted to. Modeled themselves. I mean, we didn't have Kolo, we had Maccabiya. Right. We didn't have we, 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 the road to the the road to the infirmary was called Rahov Rambam. <laughs> we had the boys' campus was below it was Amek was the Amek the girls' campus which I always had a nice thoughts for was the Galil. I always loved the Galil. I'm in my Galan. And uh, the double play was called Dusi Luke. We've Which like, nobody uh, until this day knows why, <laughs> but you had to have Hebrew terms for everything. Every, so like, a hit was what? Do you remember the basic hit in baseball? Sure, what yeah. they call it? First of all, Ankolea was a pitcher. Ankolea, Ankolea. Ankolea was a pitcher? Yeah. Kolea. Yeah. That was, uh, Someone who throws is a yeah, Kolea? Yeah. Well, who was the catcher? Do you remember? The catcher, uh, Tafas. Um, yeah, Tafas makes sense, actually. And we used to play, and he used to play, Otsar was shortstop. I wonder why. And you, had, you, you had these words. The funniest thing is, you know, some some of my side, we used, they invented words, right? Like what was a like sw- that double play you just said? And the sweat. How do you say sweater in Hebrew? It's sweater. Right. No, Masad was Tsimria. <laughs> it's Tsimria. Now everyone cracks up. They go crazy over that. You say, uh, you tell us really Tsimria. Matov. What are you? Keshev, ketchup was rotev akvaniot. And Joey says, says to you, just say ketchup. <laughs> what they call a banana, do you remember? <laughs> what they call a telephone. Telephone? We, didn't, we weren't allowed to have... We had, we had TV, and I was there for 10 years as a camper all the way through. There was TV... Oh, TV for, th- for the moonwalk. Moonwalk. Right. That was the, the, the right. moonwalk. That was in 69. And uh, that was, you know, that was... Uh, now, people will say, well, 69 was the year of the Woodstock. I go, you might think Woodstock... I was thinking something else. The Jets were playing the Giants for the first time in the preseason. Is that true? Yeah. And, and then they ended up winning the Super Bowl? And they, no, they had already they, won the they Super Bowl. They had run the Super Bowl. Now they're playing the Because, you know, it's funny. No Giant fan even thinks there's a Jet team. They Correct. Don't want, they don't want to know from it. Correct. They're, they're, that's, that's not football. You guys right. still, you're still in the AFL. Right. The Jet fans, so here the Jets were playing the Giants. And they, it was Namath, and they destroyed them. And it was like, you know, it was like, it was like redemption for all us uh, Jet fans. And so, to this day, Giant fans, uh, well, I, have a, I, have a, I have a good friend, give him a shout out, Harvey Dax. He's, uh, he's a, I don't think he even knows he's a Jet team. I'm telling you, I know, yeah. I, I could go into this now for the next 10 minutes, but I won't. But um, um, let's make a commitment right now. Let's make a commitment right now. Oh, and we can't because we're both on the same side. Mm-hmm. Who did I just do this with? Oh, I did it with Steve Geller. Steve Geller's uh, from New Orleans. 
So I said to him last week at a wedding, let's make a commitment right now. If the Jets play the Saints in the Super Bowl, we're going. So he said, all right, we'll make a commitment. Like, you know, like it's oh, even possible. Oh, you there's, know. No, there's no Super Bowl this year. There isn't? They called it off. Why? Because the Jets won it already. <laughs> we Just win, ask the New York Post. <laughs> we, we win more Super Bowls in May and in L than any other team. We already won the Super Bowl. Call it off. There you go. <laughs> Look, I tell you. Uh, thank you, Steve. Thank you. Thank you. Shana Tova. All the best. Appreciate that. Only good things. NahumSiegel.com slash Chesed. That list will be ever-growing between now and Yontiv as we continue here at JM in the AM. יש דבר אחד שתמיד נצטרך, אתה וגם אני, ככה מברכים, אחד את השני, בטביל אומרים, כולנו נאחל בהלב יתפלל אל הקר. שיהיה, שיהיה במזל, כל מה שיבוא, שתמיד נצליח, במזל מזל טוב.
To build the Beit Hamikdash, we're going to Yerushalayim. To build the Beit Hamikdash, we're going to Yerushalayim. To build the Beit Hamikdash, fabrenging all day long. We're going to Yerushalayim. To 
build a better mikdash. We're going to Yerushalayim. Build a better mikdash. We're going to Yerushalayim. Build a better mikdash. We're bringing all night long. Let's bring Mashiach. Let's bring Mashiach. Let's bring Mashiach. Let's bring Mashiach. Let's bring we're going to Jerusalem, build the base of Mikdash. We're going to Jerusalem, build the base of Mikdash. We're going to Jerusalem, build the base of Mikdash. We're bringing all night long. In Mashiach, Zikainu, in Mashiach, Zikainu, Davi Mashiach.
JM in the AM with Tuvi Eichler. Song is entitled Hashem Yodea. Tuesday morning broadcast, unofficial start of the brand new year. I know, it's the uh, day after Labor Day. You know how that works. A lot of people heading back to school and back to work today in earnest. Yachtav Nigundan by Naftali Kempa, that's brand new. The Funk Medley, that's the brand new 2023 version. Going to Yerushalayim from Schlepping Nachas, Mordechai Shapiro's Achas, and from Maishi Tischler. He opened up that set with Mazel here at JM in the AM. If you don't receive our daily thread or our weekly newsletter, just write to Avrami. He'll take good care of you. AF at NahumSiegel.com. That's AF at NahumSiegel.com. He'll be hosting a live lunch today starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Again, 11 a.m. Eastern Time for the live lunch. That'll be out of Beit Shemesh, of course. Um... So that'll be happening at 11 o'clock. At 9 o'clock, just a few minutes from now, guess what? It's going to be by Dr. David Hertzberg, continuing with Israel at 75. Another lecture in the amazing series that's making quite an impact out there. If you want to be educated about what's happening in uh, modern Jewish history, then... um, Simply tune in to uh, Dr. David Hertzberg, Rabbi Dr. David Hertzberg, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, right after JM and the AM for Israel at 75. You'll be glad you did. Feel free to comment on the app. Go to the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone, and comment away. And um, plenty coming up tomorrow on this program, including a visit from Yossi Baumel, who's here from Makor Chaim. They just had their Achnasa Sefer Torah there. Um kicking off an incredible brand new school year, yeshiva year. We'll talk more about it tomorrow with Essie Baumel here at JM in the AM. Our very own Rabbi David Goldwasser tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Forest Hills. Again, Rabbi Goldwasser tomorrow night at the Young Israel of Forest Hills. Uh, that'll begin, um, I think it's an 8 o'clock star. We'll check that. And that's tomorrow night, Young Israel of Forest Hills for uh, Rabbi Goldwasser. On the 20th of September, B and Ralph Rosenbaum are sponsoring Rabbi Goldwasser's presentation at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Those of you who have not heard Rabbi Goldwasser outside of this program, his lectures are incredible. They're actually amazing. And when it comes to this time of year, they're simply spectacular in terms of getting into the mood and getting into the right frame of mind for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. So that's happening the 20th of September during the Aserah Shemit Shuvah down at the Young Israel of East Brunswick. Check it out. By the way, I want to thank the listener who pointed out on the app yesterday that I uh, misspelled the word chet. I said chet tet aleph, and of course, chet tough aleph, and of course, uh, it's chet tet aleph, and I knew that. It was just a terrible mistake. But a big thank you to the listener who pointed it out on the app because, hey, I want to give accurate information, especially when it comes to the Hebrew language. Uh, and that mistake was made because of Benji Kramer's presentation on Meir Me Lim regarding the word chet. Wrap things up with Leaputs Tuesday. It's JM in the AM. Yo me mangi me melech, toi fish, no is a kemoi doi vodoi. Yo me mangi me melech, toi fish, no is a kemoi doi vodoi. 
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored digital radio. Rather on the web at NachumSingle.com on the NachumSingle Network and of course on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the end. My thanks to Steve Adelsberg. Those of you who are anxious to find great chesed opportunities this time of year, NachumSingle.com slash chesed, NachumSingle.com slash chesed, where my Dr. David Hertzberg is next with Israel at 75. Avrami hosts a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time, all here on the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.